Origin Clear is a company that focuses on wastewater treatment. And hello, everyone. And welcome to the Water's New Gold CEO Briefing. Our mission is to transform the water industry. Decentralization offers us this opportunity. The plan that you've built here is super impressive. The world is experiencing a crisis in regards to water. It's a great opportunity that you are giving us investors. The decentralization of water treatment means that we no longer need to establish giant water treatment plants. Let them fight over the 20%. Let's work with the 80% that's untreated. Over 21,000 unique alternative investments. Three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Making it easy for the regular investor. All the old trends just accelerated. Lucrative and fulfilling. The vision I've got is to standardize these products. Design, build, own, and operate. We have six 65 people in the room. We got an important message to to the world. We can put a guy on the moon, but our water is horrible. Recycling all that water, it's a huge impact for the environment. Bringing new infrastructure in drive growth in America. That's a critical part of the picture. It's a twin 125 gallon per minute RO system. I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million. Yeah. The opportunity itself is very big. Yes. Take care of the water. Not too many CEOs do a weekly briefing and are willing to talk to individual investors. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the CEO briefing. And I see we have a lot of people arriving, so that's excellent. I'm going to jump right in with some of the formalities. We This is going to be very fast-paced, lots to cover. Um, this is what I'm calling the state of the company 2022. It is January 27, 2022, and it is not February briefing number 14. It's like 145. Uh, helping you thrive in the world's only vital, scarce, and recession-proof market. And uh, we are also, as always, um, in Spanish. Just uh, click on the globe in your dialogue or window, whatever you call it. Safe Harbor Statement, you know the drill. Um, we do our very best to tell you how it is, and things may differ materially from what we express in these forward-looking statements, but we try and correct them as fast as we can. And of course, the Securities and Exchange Commission um, has not passed on all these statements. It's all in our file, uh, filed reports, quarterly and annual. Okay, so state of the company, Origin Clear 2022. Now, um, I basically divided this review into five sections. One is before water, um, it's like <laughs> before the flood, right? Um, and then, by the way, Rhett, if you're raising your hand, you just just do a chat. We don't we don't actually open up um, co live conversations. Just do a chat. Anybody who raises their hand, um, nothing will happen. You just need to do a little chat thing, and I'll answer that. Okay. So before water, and then uh, you know four very important stages which you can see right here. All right, well, this, this covered before water. And that was algae's a biofuel. And I think you're gonna just dig this. This is a, a video from back in the day. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead, old video on Bloomberg, but let's see how it comes across here. This is taking stock on Bloomberg, I'm Pim Fox. Origin Oil, founded in 2007, has developed technology that is used to convert algae into renewable crude oil. 
All right. What kind of role will algae play in the future of U.S. energy policy? Let's put that question to Riggs Eckleberry. He is the chief executive of Origin Oil. He joins me now for our CEO sit-down, and he wants to learn about algae and renewable biofuels. We also have Jim Rogers. He's the chairman of Rogers Holding. Good to have you with us. Thanks for coming. Explain what is, Riggs, what is this whole thing about turning algae into some kind of biofuel? Well, Pim, first of all, algae is old petroleum. I mean, petroleum is old algae. So let's just sell that right now. Algae and petroleum are the same thing. So what does that mean? It means we can make vast amounts of algae right now in a beneficial way that can be the petroleum of the future. But Rick, what, go, ahead, go ahead, Jim. What does go it ahead, cost? What does it, what, does it, what does it cost to make a, a barrel of oil from, uh, from algae? Well, glad you asked because we just completed a study that showed with all the new technologies at a proper footprint, you're talking $2.28 per gallon for an algae blended fuel for diesel or gasoline, right there made at the algae plantation. Wait, for a gallon of gasoline, I can go into the gas station, and for $2.20 per gallon, I can fill up my tank. Well, that's the production cost. You've got a marketing and distribution cost on top of it, but it's not a lot more. So it really is a profitable way to go. Now, it's competitive, in other words. It's very competitive with oil. Now, Jim, as we were talking about earlier, we're talking about a blend of various uh, you know, fillers with algae. If you're talking about pure algae, it's around $5.44. Uh, not quite, but you know that's a big leap from what it was, which was $20 or $30 a gallon not too long ago. But so it's subsidized. Right there, that was the this Achilles heel. You can just look up Eckleberry, Rogers, Bloomberg, and you'll be have a chance to, uh, to see this. But um, let's come back to that. I'm not going to play the entire clip, but, but this was the Achilles heel of the program, which was $5.44 a gallon. And for that, we needed $120 a barrel oil. Um, but the oil industry got creative and developed something called fracking, which completely exploded um, oil production in, in the United States. And oil prices went way down. And that's when we realized that we needed to, you know, basically adapt or die. It was a Darwinian moment for us. So we exported our, our technology to clean up water and became origin clear. Now, we started with the licensing model, which um, was fine for algae, but uh, the water industry is not, uh, algae of course was high change. Why? Because there was nothing there. Water is highly established, has been around for hundreds of years, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they're not big on adopting new technologies and they themselves have stated that it takes 12 or 15 years for a new technology to be adopted. So with that, you know, the, the licensing of technology model was going to take way too long. So with that, I'm going to show you uh, quickly our new site, uh, We because that's kind of what this is about. Um, it's going to form the, the basis for our uh, presentation because it's got a timeline. So this is a quick look at our site here. And let's see, it's got a cool um, Terminator kind of cool thing going on. So I think it's kind of cute. Um, you, there's nothing at the top because none of that's been built yet. This is just a rough. Um, so very much focused on the oil and gas um, comparison, that video that we're talking about, that there'll be more, obviously. Um, how we can finally invest directly in water programs. Some of the features of, the, of this program. What is the water company of the future? Uh, water rates, how that's punitive. And then it gets into a timeline, okay? So... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip now to that timeline and get into it.
All right. Um, I think that's a good structure. So that first, forget it. There's, there's typos here because this is a rough page, like acquisition. I realize it's a typo. But basically, this, this is um, a fully responsive website, which is about to be put into our own. 2015 was a big change for us. We'd been doing licensing, and all of a sudden, this shifted over to uh, actual revenue generating operation. And this year, 2021, um, or just just recently, uh, uh, as of 2021, they had a huge amount of projects, still do, and uh, tripled sales. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, first of all, in 2021, there was a huge sale to a large power utility, which is going to take quite a while to absorb. And so we can't really say who it is, but they're very recognizable. As I mentioned, we, we more than 3x to our booked orders compared to the normal thing. And remember, the booked orders are not revenue. It takes a while for booked orders to become revenue, which is why it's not going to be reflected overnight, but it's a really good, um, shall we say, canary in a coal mine. Okay. And uh, a lot of you have asked about that premium hotel water purification site that is completed, and we will be doing a video and a big coverage of it. Um, and we've been asked to supply more to the same premium hotel chain that is building more hotels as we speak, and it will become a standard product. What's going to be great about that is we're going to get a lot of PR out of it because we'll have a cool enclosure and maybe even some you know, videos playing with a lobby and that kind of cool stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. So 2022, they're doing extremely well. We're more than a million dollars so far in booked orders, which is just shocking. In fact, um, just the consumables are uh, at least a quarter million dollars. Um, I think they'll end up at about $300,000 for the month. I mean, that's a, that's a run rate that's very close to what the entire company used to do. And that's just the consumables, just the membranes and stuff like that, the filters. Um, and cash flow is excellent. Uh, there was some help in the fourth quarter from our water and demand capital, which I'll talk about in a bit, which uh, enabled them to start collecting and more than three times um, what's owed to what we owe. So that's very good because it allows us to do a lot of um, economical buying and so forth. Okay, so the next phase is uh, 2018 when Dan early came in and you heard the story we told last, last week about how he came on board. And we created a company called, Mo a division called Modular Water Systems, which has been embedded inside uh, progressive water treatment and sales took off there too. So um, one cool thing was that product line, the Ponster, which is still being tweaked and so forth. And, but we already have um, more mobile home parks that are being, that are being um, completed. I mean, the, um, the bidding is being completed and we're close to order on them. So that is continuing to roll out in the usual slow water way. I mean, we're not gonna get 300 of these in a year. It's just gonna gradually grow. Uh, hopefully we will be able to resell it in the channel. Uh, it is a very needed product by uh, trailer parks. Okay. Um, and as part of Progressive Water, they contributed almost $2 million in booked orders. They contributed about uh, $750,000 in revenue in 2020. Remember, there's a difference, but it still indicates that they popped a tremendous amount of uh, expansion, which is great news. Okay. And here's the cool news that we are developing them as we're going to pull them out of PWT. And Tom Marchesello, our chief operating officer, is going to um, be developing it as its own line of business unit at corporate 
with uh, more personnel. Dan is completely overloaded um, with Rob, and now we're getting more people to help them um, so that more, much more project management and so forth so that they can continue to expand. And they will have to, in order to do that, they're not going to rely on, on the team of Progressive Water because Progressive Water is jammed and totally. See, Progressive Water sells the custom systems, whereas Modular Water sells um, package systems that tend to be standardized. Well, since Progressive Water is slammed and is nonstop building, um, Modular Water is actually going to be more of a uh, use um, uh, fabrication and assembling network which they already did with their plastic enclosures already, and that's gonna be increased. So a lot more job control, and this is gonna enable uh, a lot more um, scale for the unit. So this is very exciting how that's going. Now the pump station product line is called the Veramod is also very important. It's been quietly building in the background. Now what's great about uh, pump stations is you tend to get a chunk of them at a time. Um, for example, we're talking to a specific small city that needs to replace 1000 pump stations. And as you can see, $100,000 times 1,000 pump stations, that's $100 million. So um, it can add up. Uh, I'm not saying we're, we got that order, but it can. And what's great about a pump station is literally a vertical tube with a, uh, a pump at the bottom. Because what it, pump stations are used to take water, dirty or clean, from one level up to another, right? So it's a, it's a uh, water management or water conveyance product. So pump station is really gonna be its own product line. It's gonna have a team on it because it's highly profitable. We have um, a winning design that um, especially works for small cities. So that it, we, we, have a, we have actually have quite a bit of business with small cities. Okay, so now um, here we move to the uh, real water demand thing. And you, you, many of you have heard the story about how water on demand came about. Well, it came about beginning at the beginning of COVID um, right about this time in 2020, when we saw the prices of uh, crude oil crash because Wuhan had been shut down for a month and uh, investors freaked out. And we realized that we really needed to um, adapt again, adapt or die, right? Um, and that's when we you know, looked at this huge backlog of business that Progressive Water and Marshall Water had, you know, about 40 some million dollars. And kind of constipated, like, well, why isn't this stuff moving? Because <clears throat> uh, Ken Berenger had been talking to a lot of investors about how great that was. And throughout 2019, it was like, yeah, super excited. And it was like, come on, you know, it's like the, uh, the play Waiting for Godot, which if you guys know, wait, you spend the entire play Waiting for Godot and it never shows up. Well, that was what the danger was in 2020. So what we did was we focused we, we intensely on what, how, what would liberate this problem. And we came to realize that it's the money, stupid, right? If we could fix the money, then everything else would flow. And that is the program that came to life. Now, uh, let's talk about some wins. Um, we've put together the $300 million offering and that allows us to go, it's, it's designed with different tiers so that in the same offering, we can, we can work with our core retail accredited investors who, are, who have helped us build the company, but then scaling up to um, the larger level stuff. And to, be, to do that, we have to become much more institutional in character. There's gonna be a transformation of the company. And uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, Andrea D'Agostini has joined us as chief strategic officer. And he's bringing on some other assets to dramatically um, upscale or upgrade 
our structure so that we are, uh, you know, can properly appeal. Because we have this wonderful world-class, quote unquote, unicorn thing. A unicorn is a billion dollar company. It's kind of a, I use that as shorthand to say it's an amazing world-class offering, but it's a penny stock company. So <clears throat> we need to um, basically reconfigure the company in a way that appeals to these institutional investors and also is ready for the NASDAQ. Okay. Um, capital began flowing, began flowing on 1 November. And now you're going to get a look at the actual entries in the ledger that have occurred. So what you're looking at here is uh, money that came in. The, on the left, it was the amount expected. On the right, it's what actually came in. And um, what got banked. <laughs> Again, 50% goes to water on demand, 50% to company building. And you can see at the bottom here, that we're looking, we're very close to a million dollars. Um, actual receipts are 892,500, bottom right. Um, down middle, the bottom is 953,600. 953, um, so that tells you the whole story. When we hit the million, it's gonna be a really great milestone. Um, and it shows just how devoted, because most of these are existing investors. Some of them are new, but um, they, a lot of this is our, you know, loyal investor base who are just there. They're there for us. They're amazing. We love them. But some of them are new, and that's fine too. Of course, we got to have new. All right. So continuing here, we had. Oh, so so here's the the problem that I saw, which is that if you're going to do managed um, water on demand, which is you know pay per gallon, and it's very complex. Um, it takes a while to get get these things done and structured and so forth. So we wanted to put the money to work and we did. So we, we loaned some money to Progressive Water Treatment and uh, happy to report that Progressive Water Treatment repaid the loan. Um, it was a secured loan because everything we do in water demand is secured, right? Um, and generated a small amount of dividends, which we will be paying out to these investors. Um, it's by no means the full game, but it was nice to actually, you know, uh, break the glass and, uh, you know, when you baptize the ship and the champagne bottle hits the ship and cracks, well, we did that and the money started flowing and we are going to do much more besides which I'll talk about. Okay. Now, one of the things that we know again is that our own companies are um, overloaded, right? So we want to be more of a contract management and enforcement organization. And so Emmanuel Viana, who's just an amazing um, manager and is the general manager of Water Demand, he is being charged with, okay, putting together these contracts so that when we say that says there's an Atlanta uh, client and our friends over at AdEdge in Atlanta, which is a water company we admire very much, we tell them, okay, you've got the contract, the client remains ours, the asset remains ours, and the contract is ours, but we're using that external water company to deliver the product and do the local support. That way, believe me, it's really painful having to do direct support of a distant site and it's a specialty all of its own. So you want to use local water companies and that's how it will scale up. And our module water systems technology is perfect for these sites. And we want to license it to the contracting companies because we know how that works and we know that it is world-class and we have a chief engineer who is a guru in it. So that's where the licensing finally comes in in an environment that we control fully. Now, I wanted to quickly uh, flip over here to how we tell our story. And um, you know, this is how Ken tells it. And I'm gonna just 
flip over right here. Concept is, and this is by the way, slightly out of date, but um, it's, it's pretty good. This concept of water like an oil well works, why? Because we don't have to go through all this explaining about how businesses are starting to do their own water treatment and why, and nobody really believes it. It's like, look, water should be like an oil well. You should be able to invest in a water treatment system the same way you can invest in a, an oil well. And that has been very, a very useful um, comparisons really, really, you know, has, uh, uh, it's been a home run for us. And so uh, I'm not going to play, this is that Alabama mobile home park. And we are installing the Ponster 30K biofilm bioreactor system uh, as part of an upgrade to the lagoon treatment system that's been in service here for over 50 years. This. So I won't go on with this, but this is part of the presentation. And um, it's up on our website, of course. Um, now, we're basically saying, look, master limited partnerships in oil are huge, 300 billion plus, key player. They do not replace the oil companies. They complement them. The same way we want a similar structure, water demand, to complement the big water companies, but not replace them. And um, of course, this is, these are stats you've seen before. Uh, about how agricultural industry uses most of the available fresh water, and it, they are the ones who are being forced to do their own treatment increasingly. And of course, the federal government's giving less and less. Can't fix it centrally. Is there a better way? Yes, it is the proven model of the master limited partnership. And there was this thing was invented. Again, I'm not going to get into it because you've heard the story, but the master limited partnership has proven to be a durable model. And we realized we could do the same thing in productive water assets. And of course, it's not like oil, which goes up and down like crazy. I mean, right now it's way up, who knows, right? But water assets, are the, the demand is constantly rising because people are making water dirtier all the time and climate change is not helping. And so water assets are a wonderfully stable, inflation-friendly product. Okay, now water on demand, what is it? Pay-as-you-go program, the client doesn't pay a bunch up front. Basically, we become the private utility. The water, we become the water, the municipality, but on a private basis. And of course, we don't have to ask for that uh, million dollar investment because if you're a brewery and you are trying to make beer, you, you don't really wanna spend a million dollars on a water system. And of course, we keep the title to these systems and that's very important. So again, the client signs one of these water purchase agreements. We uh, monitor water and there's a subscription model. And it's a long profitable service model, not just selling and going away, which is what we've been doing. Um, it's an excellent financial model. I'm not gonna go into it. Uh, Ken is very, very good at walking uh, anyone through it who's interested. But the important thing is by re retaining ownership of the equipment, we keep the asset base and that's super important. Uh, why? Because getting on the NASDAQ requires assets. All right, and then here's uh, an interesting part where we uh, are planning to package dividends that we don't have to, but it's a, it's a benefit. And the reason is a benefit is because number one, water rates already inflate higher than regular rate of inflation. So this makes it a very inflation friendly investment. But on top of it, if you uh, receive your um, investments in a digital currency, it further protects it from inflation, we believe, because you're outside of the dollar. All right. And by the way, H2O is, I believe, is now a registered um, trademark. I think we can put an R on that thing. 
It's basically a digital bearer bond. Not going to get into it. Again, Ken is excellent with that. Um, there's a dual currency model. And by the way, I'm going to get into that uh, in uh, next week's CEO briefing, by the way, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So water demand adds direct investment. So basically the water, global water crisis is caused by a lack of funding for water. So therefore we let the world's investors invest in water, which adds a whole bunch of new money. It is a very uh, inflation friendly and stable asset class. You, you'll be able to track and profit from production. You'll have investors eventually will have a dashboard where they'll see you know, little, little, um, little wheels, <laughs> not, not wheels, but little you know, numbers of like how many gallons are being treated that you're being paid for, right? And then the total and you, and it's gonna be very fun. Um, it can be part of the uh, environmental, social and governance market, which is already $37 trillion of assets under management. And because we're not doing it all based on one company, we're having multiple companies deliver it, the financial model does not depend on that single one and it can create these secure investments, okay. Again, because I don't want to take forever at, at this, um, the, the bottom line is that the, the features of the investment are to be part of that these water contracts, we plan to index them, index them for inflation. Um, the investor gets 25% of the profits net pro of the um, what's called generally accepted accounting practices profits for the life of the program. You can enforce your royalties with these assets that you can attach. Potential digital currency, which we'll talk about. It's preferred stock in a public company. That's good because you're not subject to whatever dilution might happen in the common stock. And finally, there's double equity leverage through what we call warrants. So very nice thing. Now, here's a comparison that, that we like to make to cellular because cellular bypassed um, in places like Africa, completely bypassed the landlines and um, it became a very, very powerful investment. Uh, now, the thing is, is that these uh, investments in, in cell phone towers did not give dividends, it was just stock. We have a combination of stock and dividends. Here's those soaring rates that are really very, very important in these inflation times. Um, and comparison to the Master Limited Partnership, Water on Demand has been really built in a very similar way. Clusters of water systems under the management of a Water on Demand subsidiary and the accredited investors participate in, in the um, dividends from the basket of water systems. And again, not relying on a single water system because that was the strength and is the strength of the Master Limited Partnership in energy which is that it's many oil wells and gas um, production and pipelines also in one partnership. So it's not depending on the fortunes of a single one, which is very good. It's very similar for water on demand. All right, so again, um, we call it our four stages of Water Company 2.0. The stage one is progressive water treatment, build anything, $50,000 to 5 million. Stage two, the modular water systems, water systems in a box, quote unquote. Um, and then stage three is this water on demand. And stage four are digital currencies that someday may even create a water marketplace. Here's what this looks like. Again, I want Ken to, give, to have a chance to show this off. It's very, very powerful. Um, let's take a look at some of the planning here. And I see somebody has uh, piped up here. 
Um, Paul says the cost of cellular has dropped over time, initially a dollar a minute. Boy, don't we forget. We remember that, don't we? Oh, Lord, I remember first getting a, a phone in my car uh, in the 80s. Uh, it was like 85 or something like that, 86. And uh, the first month bill was $600. Like, whoa, get down. No more chatter in the car. So what happened with cell towers, of course, is that uh, yes, the price of cell phone minutes has dropped, but of course, the entire world has taken over. Has taken over. So it's been a. I believe that this is also going to contribute to um, improving a lot of the uh, the pricing. I mean, who knows what's going to happen uh, in a period of twenty or thirty years on modern demand? It's, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but it, for sure, it is needed and. It can be profitable. Remember how to, uh, about three weeks ago, we had an executive from Toyota who does a similar thing uh, in uh, on-demand cars. And he says that the, it improves margins by 30 or 40% going from a sale to a service. Okay, let's quickly talk about what things have been getting done and what's coming. Phase one, of course, was last quarter, uh, tripling the book sales. We launched uh, one on-demand. We started using the funds to generate dividends. We started building white papers for the crypto, uh, again, which I'll cover next week. I don't want to get into it this week. It's rather, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the weeds, and I don't want to do that on, on this over, overview. Okay, and then 2022, boom, great start. A uh, million dollars from Progressive Water. We're launching um, actively right now with Manhattan Street Capital. We have a candidate website that is um, getting, getting ready. To, uh, to go. And um, these water demand programs begin to generate assets uh, in 2022. We'll talk, more. there's a secret second stage for the crypto, which we'll be talking about next week. So it won't be secret then. Um, and then we'll be choosing the additional water companies. Finally, our friends over at Philanthropic Investors will continue to generate international participation. Okay, 2023, this is where we start getting close to this $300 million in capital. If, look, if we get a fraction of that, it'll be a win because that's a lot of money. Um, but it does lead to the ability to have an asset base sufficient for the NASDAQ uplist. And so we'll be combining these accredited and the smaller institutional investors. And it's a new global asset class. Here is what an investment can do in this offering. As you can see, uh, because some of the uh, what we call warrants or options are priced at 25 cents, things really take off at that point. But even without them, you can see that there is a roughly tripling of investment. And remember, these are all suppositional and you must consult a term sheet. These are just, um, they suppose, a bunch of variables, which Ken will be happy to go uh, into. And remember that things are fine as long as you're in the safe harbor of those preferred shares. And you must make the decision of when to go to common stock and take the risk of the market. Okay. So here's an example of what happened with American Tower, the cell phone play that went from, you know, gosh, it was right down there at, you know, $3 and eventually ended up uh, you know, 100 times more. So, um, and as I said, this is pure stock. We also add to that the dividends from the actual water production. Now, lots I haven't covered, and this is where the, my man Ken will be able to discuss it. And he is the co-creator of Water on Demand. He was recently promoted to executive vice president for his amazing work in the last three years. 
and he can answer so many questions. Of course, you must, must, must stay tuned on our CEO briefings because we are America's most transparent public company. And of course, we have a disclaimer that we've been talking about an offering that is only for accredited investors and the SEC has not passed on the merits of these securities. And of course, investing in securities involves risk and you should be able to bear the loss of your investment. It's really interesting and it deserves an entire briefing. So without further ado, I'm gonna pass on to give you again, uh, Ken's um, information. And um, you know, we keep talking to accredited investors and, and that is wonderful, but many people are not accredited investors. So what are your options? And frankly, your options are to buy our stock on the open market, go to your um, brokerage firm, Schwab, Meritrade, uh, Yahoo Finance, et cetera, and um, feel free to buy some shares. And, um, you know, the, I wanted to cover something about um, the stock price, right? If you, I'm, I'm going to go off share here for a bit because this uh, one of the things that's annoying is this thumbnail is so small that you hardly see me throughout these briefings. Um, but, you know, a, a public company a CEO of a public company does not manage by the stock price. It seems weird, but it's true. What do I manage by? Obviously, the fundamentals. The fundamentals drive the, the stock over time. But if we're looking at the stock, you really need to look at how much it trades, how many trades there are every day. The more, it's called liquidity, right? The more uh, a currency, like the US dollar, is bought and sold, the more value it has, independent of its price. Uh, of course, the more liquidity it has, the better the price is. But in other words, the lever to pull is not push the price up, push the price up. The lever to pull is to get the company succeeding, get more and more people noticing it. And then naturally people tend to buy it and that creates volume. And over time it can create price. So um, that all this to say that we are keenly aware of the fact that there's not enough volume in the stock. Right now it's around you know, 250, 300,000 shares a day. Uh, an ideal uh, amount of trades would be like 10 million shares a day. That would be appropriate. And that would give the, the stock, you know, a lot more ability to uh, absorb sales and so forth, because at the end of the day, you, you know, you should be able to be able to buy and sell currency easily. This is one of the big reasons why um, I committed to bringing in a world-class uh, executive like Andrea D'Agostini. And he in turn is helping me bring in other resources to repackage the company to be that kind of world-class company that can be operating at that level of trades and ultimately price. So we're well aware, again, of the weakness of the company uh, in this public market. I mean, it's not bad, it's not, it's not in danger, but it's low, you know, and it's just like, come on, let's, 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 start, let's start being noticed. Uh, another thing that we're gonna do a lot is a lot more PR, a lot more visibility, um, you know, there's very interesting plans there. So stay tuned for that. Now, um, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, you guys, um, aside from Paul, I don't see a lot of people po posting chats. I guess I've covered a lot in this thing and it's a great thing. So I'm gonna um, bring you back here to this page to find out about, um, yes, GRW, you're right. It bounces around a lot. And the reason it bounces around a lot in its price range is again, because when you have low volume, somebody buys or sells 50,000 shares, 
that moves the stock price. And it shouldn't. That, that, that kind of thing just should not. So that's my answer. It's about trading volume. And believe me, that has a lot of our attention internally. But know this, we know that stock prices and liquidity uh, at the end of the day comes from fundamentals. And we believe that is what will be reflected in the end. I mean, we just added a million dollars in assets. This is, I mean, almost a million dollars in assets. This is money we don't touch. We, it's, it's either left in cash in the water demand subsidiaries, or it's put to work in machines that we own. It's one or the other. So, um, you know, and Ken wants to chime in. He says, our first obligation is to build a company. We've done that and we think we've done it very well. So if we're, we're able to raise tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of assets in this wonderful new platform, then you would ask yourself, what do you think happens to the price of the stock? Well, that's even more uh, direct than I would say it. All I know is a lot of people come to us uh, because they're interested and then some invest and that creates a lot of um, uh, liquidity, as we say. Okay, uh, so, and that's JRW says, thanks for that answer. At least I can slowly accumulate. And I think that's a very wise answer to just you know, have an accumulation strategy because it's impossible to tell uh, where you found a bottom, but you know, if we're adding the if we're adding assets predictably, then it, that it, that creates more better and better book value over time. That all by itself is a huge fundamental. All right, and then Robert Baxter says he sold in home water softener, uh, rain soft big dollars. Well, right on. I love people in the water industry; they're super cool. Okay, oc.co/ken. He has a fascinating um, way to expand on all everything I've said. I've spent enough time already, but I want to tell you that next week we will be discussing where we're going with crypto. And you will find that really, really interesting. Now you go, well, Bitcoin is down, Ethereum is down. I don't even look. I've got a crypto portfolio. I'm like, please don't even, I don't even want to know. I'll just leave it alone. Because whatever we do in cryptos has got nothing to do with the current market. It has to do with the market uh, a year out or uh, longer. And uh, it's really a long-term thing. but. It's fundamentally important for our own investors to have this packaging of dividends. And I'll be discussing that in proper detail with the help of some, uh, probably Andrea will come in because he's leading the charge on that. So I think you'll find that very, very important. And uh, I do hope you'll join us. It's gonna be a great show. I thank all of you who've stuck around for, for this recap. It's been kind of fun going down memory lane and uh, showing you that pre pre preposterous Bloomberg video. That was kind of cute. But here we are. And I think we have, I know we have this world-class uh, vision that is becoming real, that we actually are coming close to a million dollars of capital. And that only, only took about three months, right? We started November 1st. So incredibly well done to Ken and to all my investors. Uh, our investors who jumped in and believed uh, you are just the best investors that a CEO could hope for. So Bob uh, Roos says OCLN shares are a bargain now and thanks for the great job. Well, thank you, Bob, for being so supportive of us all this time. And you're one of the golden ones. So thank you. All right, everyone, I'm going to switch it off. It's been great. And remember, if you're not accredited, buy some OCLN shares. Can't hurt. And I'm not going to say they're going to go up or down, but we're doing a good job. So thanks again. Good night and enjoy your weekend.